work. Thrive, lead, persist, communicate. Portrait of a graduate. Welcome to our podcast. The Springfield Public Schools Portrait of a Graduate is the community's vision of essential skills and attributes that students will learn before they graduate. It is intended to empower Springfield schools and the community to reimagine teaching and learning inside and outside of schools. More than 200 people attended our community events. At least 700 educators participated in educator conversations. Around 50 student leaders participated and about 1,400 people reviewed draft copies of the portrait and provided feedback. It took more than a year to engage those stakeholders, more than 2,000 of them, in conversations where district officials listened to their hopes and dreams for Springfield youth. The result of those conversations is the portrait of a graduate, a single document that lists central skills and attributes that Springfield schools, along with the community, will help students develop. The next step in our work is continued engagement with educators, students, and community members, and utilizing the portrait as a blueprint that will guide the district's strategic plan for the next five years. A strategic plan that defines new ways to inspire and empower our students. Hello and welcome to another episode of POG the podcast. I am your host Azel Kavan and I am so excited to talk about our topic for today. Our topic for today is joyful learning. It is critical for student engagement and that's what we are going to talk about today and we are joined by uh, some members of a school that have been a part of Portrait of a Graduate since its inception. They are one of our uh, first tier schools or our pilot schools, if you would like to call it that. So I will introduce who our guests are today and we will get right to it. We are joined by Mrs. Rhonda Jacobs, who is the principal for all of our alternative schools. And we'll hear a little bit more about what that means in just a moment. And we are also joined by Mr. Robert Porter, who is a site administrator of one of those alternative schools, and we'll hear from him directly. And most excitedly, I'm happy to introduce two students from Springfield Public Day High School. One is a senior, Jovante, and the other is an 11th grade Absalom Cardona. So welcome to everyone. Mrs. Jacobs, let's start with you. Can you just explain for us what is meant by the term alternative school and what makes them so special for us here in the district? So an alternative school is a non-traditional school. Um, what that means is we are offering an opportunity for students to be educated in a classroom setting that could be small, um, smaller classroom size, and it could also be um, where additional social emotional supports are provided. Um, we also have a different pathway on our college campuses where students are earning high school credits and college credits at the same time. So it is just very different than your traditional school. Um, and it's, it's offering students an opportunity to just meet success in, in the platform that they need to receive mm -hmm. that support. Mm -hmm. That's great. So it does give students an alternative to uh, traditional means of education because this environment may be more suited towards the way that they learn or the yes. needs that they have. Absolutely. So um, it's great that we have these schools available to our students. 
So we're talking about joyful learning today, and I heard you talking about it in a portrait of a graduate meeting not very long ago, and the excitement and the conviction that you had around it was just, um, it was palpable. So can you talk a little bit about what educators mean when they use that term, joyful learning, and what does it mean to you personally? So for educators and for me, Joyful learning is an opportunity for students and the faculty, the teachers, to engage in shared interest and purpose of learning. Um, and what I mean, what I mean by that is, just imagine a student comes to school, um, and it's just simple, basic ELA math and um, science. Eh, that when you just hear the term, <laughs> it just sounds so basic. Um, but just imagine students coming to school and they're excited about the learning, excited about the concepts, excited about collaborating with other students and, and their teachers and um, really looking forward to um, a, a wonderful outcome, a product that they're able to, to finish yeah. and, um, and display, enjoying themselves, having fun. It just makes sense because in life, that's what we we do when we are doing something that we love we are more engaged in it no matter what it is from gardening Absolutely. to reading whatever it may be so bringing that whole concept to learning uh, i can see where this fits in the portrait of a graduate which is looking to reimagine education absolutely so mr porter you are the site administrator for springfield public day high school uh, where you have been engaged in exciting students and you know building excitement amongst students for their subjects for some time um, is there a formula or something that you look to achieve when you're approaching teaching and learning using this idea so uh, one of the things that's kind of foundational is uh the work around uh identity agency and interest um, let's just think about it. We want enjoyment. We want engagement. Um, so let's start off with identity. Let's get to know who students are and who are we as it relates to students in this work that we do um, here at the high school. Um, the interest. What is it that the student likes to do and what is it that I like to do? Um, and really being able to come together and share those moments. And then also looking at that agency. Let's give some choice because there are some things I might not like to do. But you know, do I have the opportunity to do those things and kind of like explore those things? Um, so really kind of uh, highlighting that uh, aspect um, in our project-based assessments. Um, and so it's it's that formula and that connection of getting to know students, building relationships, and then being able um, to uh, allow for choices for students. I mean, I liked school, but I, I can't ever recall a time where it was, you know, the assignment was getting to know me and what did I like and sort of building an assignment around that. So even as much as I like school, I can imagine how much more exciting it would have been if I was able to, to do something like that. Can you give us some examples, some real life examples of, you know, of, of this joyful learning, what it is that you're talking about that you've done at Springfield Public Day High? Um, so one of our teachers, um, we've been focused on project-based assessments. Um, and so one of our teachers uh, developed an Earth Spheres project. Um, and so you would think, okay, traditionally you get kind of one choice as it relates to that. Um, so the teacher outlined it and said, these are the major topics we're going to look at. Biosphere, geosphere, hydrosphere, and atmosphere. And we learned about, they, the students learned about all these topics. And it's like, okay, how can we go about displaying our learning? And so with this, 
students had the opportunity in 13 choices. And some of those choices um, was creating a bumper sticker, an online article, a vocabulary puzzle, a board game, um, a model, um, a video, a video blog, and or a web quest. So this is one of those platforms where the students really had all these options um, to be able to explore. And then even looking at our journalism, um, in our journalism, we were able to kind of capture some standards that, you know, talk about collaborating and discussing and presenting information and using digital media from the speaking and learning standards and from language being able to revise and edit, and then from the writing standard, uh, being able to uh, maintain a style that is appropriate. And Azel, you know all about this uh, aspect of, of engaging with audiences. And students were able to do this via the Cyclone Current. They were able to create surveys and do interviews with, with staff and be able to create a final product as it relates to that. Wow, how exciting, that is fun. I mean, bumper stickers, board games, that's uh, can you do you are you able to measure in any way or maybe you have anecdotal uh, information about how kids are engaged in learning when it's something like this versus maybe what it was you know three years ago in your schools or before you started to take on this um, perspective around teaching and learning representation matters so if a student sees themselves and has voice and choice how powerful is that? Them being able to decide on this, being able to engage in a project. They might be the only one working on a particular um, project and be able to really say, this is my interest. I like this aspect because it's hands on. I'm able to kind of do this. Other students might decide, you know what? I am more so, uh, uh, I, I like the traditional method and be able to just write my paper. I'm going to write my paper. But being able to do voice and choice, we definitely have seen a higher level of increase of student, of that uh, joyful learning and that student engagement um, with the projects. That is great. Let's hear from let's hear from the students themselves. And since Jovante is the senior, we'll start with you, Jovante. Is there a project that you did that stands out in your mind as uh, one that brought you a lot of fun as well as made you learn new information? It's one project that um, I did in one of my, um, I think my seventh period class, and we were writing um, a newspaper for the school. And we did a lot of, it took weeks to finish in the newspaper, but we did a lot of different things for this project. I have the newspaper in my hand right now. We we did things like trying foods that, you know, regular people would never try. We tried crickets. We, we reviewed foods. <laughs> and we did um, a, spot, a staff spotlight on one of the teachers in the school and ask them certain questions, why they start working at the school or mm -hmm. where they're from, like, you know, regular questions that you would ask, um, like um, an employee to that you getting a work, uh, trying to, trying to uh, apply for a job. Yeah. So, yep. And we did a uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. We did mm -hmm. a, we did many, many different things in this, but it was all it was interesting because it was so many different things and is mostly like interviewing people and seeing what they had to offer to the table but also it's just so much new information and it's not just me staring at a screen and looking at a right. teacher and being bored all day it's something different something unique and something that keeps my like keeps my interest 
right. then that keeps me paying attention and what makes me want to do it more and more. And right. I find it interesting to write a newspaper because I never would have done it before, but to actually see how it works, mm-hmm. actually to see the fundamentals of journalism. And that's my class, journalism, writing a newspaper, seeing what's going on inside the school, asking questions, gaining information. It's, it's different, but it's cool for me. And I actually like this new way of learning. So you are you actually did what I'm doing right now. I'm conducting an interview of you and you did this in your school of your teachers and of your other students. So it is actually very much real life scenarios. And uh, I'm going to, we'll follow up on this, but I'm just wondering if maybe one of these podcasts, you can do the interview. We'll figure out what we have coming up before you graduate. And uh, you can really put those skills that you learned to practice if you're up for it. I'll think about it. Okay. You think about it. I'm not putting you on the spot, but the offer is there and I'll follow back. So Absalom, let's talk about one of the projects that you did that you really enjoyed. One of the projects that I did and I really enjoyed was the, um, as he was talking about when we were able to make the geosphere, I made a volcano. Uh, it kind of mm-hmm. like, I kind of messed up on it, so I wasn't able to make it erupt, but I did make mm-hmm. the volcano and it looked really, really similar to a volcano. And it was pretty fun because I want to be an architect. So when I had mm-hmm. want to be an architect, you have to mold and you have to see how well you can make it to your imagination. And when you're making it to your imagination, you have to visualize it. So me being able to see how I was able to make a volcano from hand, from clay to hand, and see how I was able to transform into a volcano was extremely interesting and fun. And yeah, it was like pretty, pretty cool. That's, so that's yeah. another fun thing to do. And there's a lot of like projects and classes that you can do, such as like hands on. So mm-hmm. yeah, I did also did a lipid with um, the same teacher. We were learning about lipids and splitting lipids and protein mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was very, very interesting because it was something different that I've never did before. So it kept mm-hmm. me very um, interested on to the equation, not the equation, the questions and on to what we were doing on the project. So those are some fun projects that we also did. So, yeah. Those do sound like really fun projects. And the content is is really deep content that you're learning in each of those areas. So um, that's great. That's really great. And Mr. Porter, I was wondering if you could just speak a little bit about the importance of being able to successfully make a mistake, because Absalom said that his uh, volcano didn't erupt, but that's that's not a failure. That's a success in another area. So can you just talk about what lessons there are when students venture out and attempt something and it maybe doesn't turn out the way they planned? And, that, and that's one of uh, the, the joys that we have here is that being able to take that risk, um, take the academic risk and be able to see the process. Um, as uh, Afalan was talking about being an architect um, and going into design, sometimes your design does not necessarily translate um, modelized, then you have to go back. And that's what engineers do. And being able to do that critical analysis, um, being able to say, okay, we tried this way, um, it didn't work, let's try another way. Um, and this is something that's definitely transferable in many um, different arenas. And we do it as teachers. Sometimes we think we created the best lesson in the world and it flops. <laughs> Students are like, oh, boo, get off the stage. Um, we say, okay, let's not do that again. Or we think, it's like, let's try this. I've never done this before. Let's try this. Okay, it was successful. A lot of high level of engagement. And, and that's where that psychological safety is at. 
being able to have, you know, enough of a relationship with the adults and adults with students to be able to take that risk and say, right. okay, we're on this journey together and we're going to learn from each other and we're going to learn what works and what doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, let's say why. Let's look at that why and let's see what we can do to recreate it. Um, I think that's one of the definitely the blessings of the alternative schools is we're a small community. And as we're a small community, we have those relationships. We're able to bounce ideas off of it. And so even with the teachers, when they started uh, taking on these projects, initially the teacher had 25 options. And when she presented the 25 options, it was overwhelming for her and for the students. And then she says, ah, okay, maybe, you know, agency is important, but I have to scale this down. And that's when she brought it down to 13. And then in, in even refining it, using tools that uh, is, uh, interest surveys to say, okay, this group of students, they're interested in this. So I know for choices, I'm going to go and do these 10. Um, and it really just becomes, it becomes better for the student and for the teacher. That's great. And I know that in all of our schools, there are those teacher-student relationships, but in an environment like the alternative schools where just by design and nature, it's so much smaller, it seems like there's even more opportunities for that. So, Mrs. Porter, I wanted to ask you, speaking about taking a risk, it seems like teachers are given more flexibility under this innovative teaching technique than, you know, under the than they are under the standard ways of teaching. So how do you as an administrator come to terms with the autonomy that teachers have, knowing that they and you are ultimately still responsible for meeting educational targets set by the district and even by the state? And, was uh, was that Mr. Porter? Yes. No, that's for you. That's oh, for you. <laughs> you said Mrs. Porter. <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> so I was like Mrs. Porter. I was like, I guess Mrs. my wife is not here, but I can answer on her behalf. Ahead, Mr. Mr. Porter's <laughs> like, no, my wife does not work here. <laughs> um. So the expectations are not haven't changed. We still have to support and adhere to what the district. Um, requirements and state requirements are. Teachers are going to have the autonomy to be creative around what the curriculum is, and they can find other supplemental materials to support the curriculum. So, I mean, we're still doing, we're still preparing for MCAS. We are still supporting and, and following um, curriculum that's provided for, for all contents. It's what we add to it and, and what we bring and with the creativity to still um, when we improvise a little bit, but we're still meeting and addressing the standards that are expected to, to be addressed. So, and our teachers know that they have the autonomy to be creative. We are encouraging it. It's, it's talked about way before Portrait of a Graduate because we've always wanted our teachers to be um, innovative and creative for our students. We've always known that it's extremely important to, to interest students and in, in getting them to be interested in being here with us during the day, six hours of awake time. But nothing has changed in regards to state and district expectations. It's just being creative and getting there. Right. And I think as we close out, um, I'll go back to something that I mentioned when we were just starting is that you are one of the early adopters of the portrait of a graduate um, as a principal. What drove you to be involved in the portrait of a graduate in such a major way from the ground floor? I, and I know all my administrators, we want our students to enjoy school. We want it to be a place where they want to come. And when I thought about portrait of a graduate, and of course the introduction, how we can, what it's going to take for us to be um, innovative, 
um, just simply reimagining school differently. I felt like we were already doing that. We're already doing mm -hmm. it. Now let's get involved. Let's be one of the first schools to get involved and learn more about how el what else is out there. How, how more can we be more creative and do whatever it takes to get our students to be successful in the end and do it with the mindset of, okay, the district has given us the okay to do it with what we've already been doing. doing. Let's do it better. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Let's do more of it. <laughs> and I can say that even though we were, we've been doing it, um, we, we were doing project based learning. We were doing professional development with our staff for I'm going to say at least five years ago. Is that right, Mr. Porter? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though we've been doing it, I feel like um, because it's now a district matter, I really feel like we're, we've expanded our, our, our practices even more. So it's mm -hmm. it's a win win for the alternative schools. That's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. I noticed that the term project-based learning has been tossed around a couple of times during our conversation. And just for our listeners, I would like to say that this is a topic that POG, the podcast, covered. It was one of it was our very first topic. So if you'd like to learn more about that, please just visit uh, the first first podcast that we ever did, which is available on springfieldpublicschools.com. Just click on Portrait of a Graduate. So I would like to thank all of our guests for being here today, especially Jovante and Absalom. Uh, it's been great hearing about your projects and uh, our audience can't see you, but I can see you. And just the way that you talked about your projects, you know, I could see the light, you know, in your faces when you talked about it. So thank you for being here. And uh, this concludes our topic of joyful learning here on POG, the podcast. Portrait of a Graduate, the podcast, is a production of the Springfield Public Schools Office of Communication. Azel Kavan, executive producer and host. Christian Polanco, production manager. Ewan Tran, a senior at Putnam Academy, production intern. Theme music written by Marcos Carreros, music teacher at the Springfield Conservatory of the Arts and performed by the Conservatory of the Arts School Band. And I'm Davion Gatson Kong. And I'm Abriella from Glenwood. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Have a great day.